it's Michael Benner, host of the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. Thanks for checking us out as we continue through the Fly series, F-L-Y, Feeling Like Yourself. We've done four of the six. Today we're going to do part five, which is on decision-making. And this is a very powerful program. I'll get as much in in the free podcast here as possible. I like every one of these to stand on their own and give you valuable information. However, if you're willing to enroll, you can get the full 90-minute program. Actually, two programs back-to-back. You get a extended version of this program, and then a second program as part of that 90-minute package. Together, we call it a premium audio training, and it's very affordable. You can enroll using PayPal at theagelesswisdom.com, either for a single session, 13 classes, or 52 classes. All you have to do is visit, again, our primary website, the W's dot the ageless wisdom dot com. I say it that way because the T H E is part of the address. So after the W's, whether you use <laughs> whether you use those or not anymore, it's the ageless wisdom dot com. And then just click on podcast and premium training and then choose premium training and you can enroll there. Okay, so any question, email me, my initials, mb at theagelesswisdom.com. And I answer all my email personally. I'll be happy to get back to you. In fact, if you include a telephone number and a good time to reach you, I'll give you a ring as well. So let's talk about decision-making. You'll remember in our last program, hopefully you had a chance to hear it, If not, you should check it out. That's fly number four, problem solving. We said all problems really fall into one of two categories. Conceivably, somewhere in the middle, we could call that a third category. But there's really only two problems, and that's number one, I know what I want, the goal, the outcome, or the solution. I know the desired result. My problem is getting it, or getting there, or making it happen. But I've got a very clear, specific, and detailed goal in mind. I know what I want. That's the first kind of problem. And we address how to proceed in fly number four, problem solving. So the other problem would be, guess what? Not knowing what you want, not having the foggiest idea. How do I know what I want when I don't really know what I want? This is a bit of a dilemma. And yet, this is really the big problem in our lives. This is the common problem in our lives. Usually when we don't have what we want, it's because we don't really know what we want. And When we end up with vague, hazy results and wonder what we did wrong, you probably didn't do anything wrong. Your mind attracted exactly what you were thinking of. And so if you have vague, hazy goals, your results are going to similarly be vague and hazy. Confusion begets confusion, right? So 
Nobody ever hit the bullseye by trying not to miss the target. You need a very clear image of the bullseye. You need to know what you want to get if you're going to create it or manifest it in the world. And so decision-making, fly number five today, will be about how to decide how to really zero in and be specific about our goals and the solutions that we want, the, the dreams and visions that we have. You know, Walt Disney said, if you can dream it, you can do it. Along with that goes the understanding that if you don't have any dreams, then they can't come true. Or if your dreams are unclear, then your results also will be unclear. So this is what we're going to discuss today. And I want to tell you that there's basically three approaches the way I have taught this for decades now. The first approach is to program a dream, to incubate a dream, to suggest to yourself as you're falling asleep that you'll have a dream that you'll remember when you wake up in the morning and that that dream will contain information to help you understand what would solve this problem. There's no precise formula or exact way to state this suggestion to yourself as you go to sleep, and no meditation or altered state is necessary since you're dropping through those highly suggestible states as you fall asleep. So, if you just get in bed and clear your mind, relax, put a little smile on your face, and begin to dream about what you want, daydream, I mean, in a conscious state, and then say to yourself as you're falling asleep, when I wake up in the morning, I'll remember and understand the dream that'll contain more information to help me solve this problem I have in mind. All right? Now, if that doesn't work the first time, you wake up in the morning and you remember, oh yeah, I suggested a dream, but I don't remember a dream. Well, I want you to have an attitude of let's try it again. I mean, don't say, oh, I did that once. It didn't work, right? You've got to practice. The best athletes in the world continue to practice even after they're already the best in the world. That's how you remain the best. So you want to practice. And on the second night or the third night, often three is the charm. On the third night, you suggest once again that when I wake up in the morning, I'll remember and understand a dream that'll contain information to help me solve this problem I have in mind. And... See if you don't have an idea when you wake up in the morning. It may be a technicolor, fully detailed, all fleshed out kind of dream, richer than any dream you've ever had. Or it may just be a tiny little fragment of a dream. Or it may just be a sentience. You know what I mean by that? Like a feeling, a vague feeling in your body that says, do this, do that. A feeling that may stay with you throughout the day. 
It's a very powerful technique. Program a dream. That's one of the three techniques for making a decision about what you want. The second technique is rather similar. It's an old self-hypnosis technique. It goes back 100 years or more, and it's called the glass of water technique. Some people find this works even better than the dream because you don't have to remember anything. You just take a glass of water into the bedroom with you and it's time to go to sleep. Sit on the edge of the bed, and last thing is you're ready to turn in. You clear your mind. Again, relax, take a few slow, deep breaths, get into kind of a meditative state, which ought to be easy if you're already drowsy. And then drink half of that glass of water slowly as you say to yourself, silently and internally, when I wake up in the morning and finish this glass of water, the goal or solution I'm looking for will occur to me. And then having finished just half of the water, you put the glass down on the table next to your bed or the dresser drawer across the room, whatever, and then turn in, go to sleep, think nothing else of it. When you wake up in the morning, you'll see that glass of water sitting there and say to yourself, oh yeah, that, uh, that's that glass of water technique I did last night. Let me finish the glass of water and see what comes up for me. And then you finish the water, you drink the second half of the glass left over from the night before, clearing your mind, you wait for an idea to simply spontaneously pop into it. This is called intuition. It's a non-logical form of intelligence. And I don't mean illogical. There's nothing illogical about intuition, but it's not logic. Logic, you see, is basically deductive, general to specific. It's take-apart thinking, general to specific. If you already have an overarching concept and you want to break it down to details like factoring an algebra problem, well, it's a perfectly good technique. You know, Sherlock Holmes, elementary, my dear Watson, just basic deductive subtracting. That's what deductive logic, rational analysis is really all about. There is something called inductive logic, but it's a little difficult to explain. Inductive logic is sort of a if-then kind of statement, and it's very uh, easily misused. The classic example is, if every crow I've ever seen is black, then until I see an exception, all crows must be black. That's called inductive logic. Well, the problem is, if you have a very small universe or set, that you're drawing upon. I've only seen 15 crows in my whole life, and you extrapolate that out to, therefore, all crows must be black, that's pretty risky. Sort of a crutch, generalization, uh, stereotypical thinking. Uh, people who are prejudiced rely on, you know, well, I know this is true because I remember meeting a guy that, you know, like, that one case proves it, or 15 crows prove all crows are black. 
On the other hand, if you've spent your life studying crows and you've read all the books on crows and you've looked at all the research that other people have done on crows and they appear all to be black, then you're pretty safe extrapolating. That's inductive logic and saying, therefore, until we find an albino crow or a purple or green crow, we're going to assume that all crows are black. That's inductive logic. But intuition, you see, when we say it's non-logical but not illogical, we're talking about thoughts that burst into your awareness full-blown, as if already realized on some other level. Well, that other level is the unconscious mind. If you have sort of a mystical side to you, you may remember that Carl Jung talked about the existence of a collective unconscious. And perhaps that's the source of our intuition. Some people who are even more mystical in their outlook or their worldview would say, well, that's your own overshadowing soul above and free of form. You're tapping into the wisdom of your own soul when your intuition speaks. Some people have described intuition as the voice of God. Or a Christian might say, that's Jesus who told me. It depends on your point of view, but I'm not sure it matters where the idea comes from. What's remarkable about intuition is the quality of the information that bursts into our awareness and the fact that it seems to arrive with a sense of confirmation or or a realization that this is it. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm looking for. And more often than not, when you then apply the information, it makes sense. It really was or is good information. It's not easy to find people who teach you to use intuition, but I'll tell you it's a relaxation skill. And so you need to practice some form of mindfulness, meditation, or contemplation to create a deeply relaxed, open mind, a calm heart, emotional disposition, and therefore a receptivity to intuition. You must, through relaxation, quiet the mind and calm the emotional nature if you are to hear that still, small voice that is the intuition. And then it just bursts as an epiphany, the aha experience into your awareness. Now that's the second technique, the glass of water technique. So you could program a dream, you could use the glass of water technique. The third technique we're going to talk about is called the spirit guide technique. And we're going to, in teaching this, develop the whole idea of using your intuition. We don't have time to do this in the podcast, but you've got two of the three techniques. And if you're already a meditator and using visualization or if you know self-hypnosis and you're familiar with the use of the mind's eye or movies of the mind, so to speak, 
then you just imagine we're going to walk through this in the premium training here in a few minutes. But you would just imagine yourself in the presence of a sage, a saint, uh, an expert, somebody that you really respect or admire, a great scientist, a spiritual teacher, uh, an avatar, a guru. Uh, again, a Christian might use the image of Jesus or another religious person may use the father aspect of divinity. Again, a scientist or a science-minded humanist could have an image of Stephen Hawking or Albert Einstein or Robert Feynman or somebody who you really respect. Uh, you know, Charles Darwin or Madame Curie or <laughs> whoever. And the imagination is so rich and so wonderful that in a deeply relaxed state, when you enhance it with visualization, it's remarkable. I won't even attempt to explain why it works or how it works because I'm not certain. I just know that it works. And however you promote or stimulate your intuition, it's the language of emotional feelings and it is a wonderful approach to discovering or accessing information to help you solve problems, particularly when they are the type of problem we're talking about in this class where I just don't have a goal. I don't have a solution in mind. If I did, I'd do the techniques you talked about in session four the Fly 4 program, which is positive thinking with visualization, acting like you've already got it, stepping through that television screen, or some people use a mirror, and as if taking a trip forward in time, you imagine yourself already having the object or the relationship or the career advancement, the situation or circumstance that you're looking for. And it's remarkable how that can accelerate your progress, your, your growth in a magnetic way, attracting that outcome. You still have to open your eyes and take action, of course, but it's the ultimate form of positive thinking. And now we add to that in fly number five, decision-making using your intuition. So program the dream, use glass of water, or imagine talking to a very wise counselor, a sage, a saint, a religious avatar, a scientist, a, a teacher of yours from <laughs> way back in the day who seemed to know all the answers, or a, a parent or grandparent that perhaps is deceased and you wish they were around, you'd love to ask them a question or two. I think you might be amazed at the quality of information you get when you do this in a deeply relaxed state with visualization or what's also known as guided imagery. All right. So that's it for the podcast, folks. Now, the premium audio people, you stick around. We're going to finish up on this. I'll walk you through this technique, this third technique, which is the spirit guide technique. 
And then we'll add another program from our sister site, FocusedPassion.com, and give you a nice 90-minute package. And then next time we talk, we'll do session number six, which is peak performance. And we'll talk about not only in the sense of athletics, peak performance, but also a little bit about accelerated healing and pain control. I think you're going to like that too. That'll be our next program, Fly Number 6. Thanks a lot for being with us. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. From Los Angeles, this is Michael Benner. So long.